Hello, and welcome to Dad Will Know. I'm Drew Duraney, and I'm here with my son, Matt. And today's topic, we're going to talk about mentors and the really the importance of having a mentor and who would be a mentor. So, you up for this, Matt? You don't know. All right, we're going to give it a shot. Um, you know, I've, I've been, you know, thinking as, a, as an adult, the importance of me having mentors in terms of uh, biz- as, a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. And I've actually asked somebody who I believe he's about nine years older than I am, and he's a very successful uh, wealth advisor, and I've asked him to be my mentor. Um, what I learned over the years is when I was in, um, in college, I had chosen certain professors to be a mentor for me, uh, and any work I've had, uh, I would ask somebody outside of my existing department to be a mentor. Um, not only does that help me, because I would ask people who are successful to be my mentors, it also, it also made that other person feel um, kind of proud, I guess, and, and honored to be a mentor for somebody. And so we're going to talk about that now. Um, I want to talk, talk to Matt about does he have any mentors and and how he would pick one if he doesn't have one and stuff like that. So, um, so Matt, what have you thought about the term mentor or use use different terms for it or maybe somebody you look up to or something? I don't know. You don't know. Have you ever had somebody you look to? How about Papa, my dad, your grandfather? Yes, I don't know. Yeah, I think um, uh, my father uh, adored Matthew. they were buddies, and Matt told me just something the other day, which, which for me, I think a few years ago, if he told me that it would bo- it would bother me, I kind of understand it. And Matt had said that um, it's only been probably in the last couple years where Matt saw me, his father, as his mentor, because when my father was alive, his his grandfather, um, they spent a lot of time together, and you know I was in the middle of uh, whether it was divorce issues or busy during the marriage working in hospitals that Matt often felt that um, you know when I was home physically I may not have been home well, you just were rarely attention. home because you worked so much yeah that was what it was you were normally f- normal when you got home it's just you got home so late mm-hmm. and if it's, when we were kids you go to bed early so you'd be getting home at like 7.30 or 8 and then put us to bed right when you get home yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I mean, when you work in hospitals and you're you're in in the um, you know manager, director, or higher level, um, you know, you think, oh, oh, good, I'm salaried, so it's a higher you know uh, pay. In in reality, <laughs> these corporate uh, entities, including hospitals, because it's big big business now, um, they they make a lot of money on on the people who are salaried because. You may think you're making good money, but you're putting in hours, you know, talking 12, 13-hour days. You break that down, and it's a bargain for these these companies. So, yeah, I would work long hours. Um, you know, you're talking about an industry that's it's open 24-7. Um, and, you know, I, I did my best to, to to coach sports for the kids when I was present. But, yeah, but it was But that only was worked until you started working in the city instead of locally then instead of getting home at 5.30 you're getting home at 7.30, 8.30 so there were no coaching 
Yeah, yeah. Working when I worked in Manhattan for five and a half years, that was, yeah, that was uh, that was tough. So I get it. Um, you know, I try to be the best parent I could be, but yeah, it's hard to be present when you're coming home late and the kids are going to bed. So, so, I mean, you had mentioned to me the other day that uh, there was a point where you saw Papa as your mentor because you didn't see me as someone you could look up to at that mm, time. You because want to stand I was. On that? I mean, I don't know. I was young, and I spent a lot of time with him. And he always did his best to take care of us. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, we were just with them so often. They would pick us up, like him or Tato would pick us up from school or mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. I don't know. No, it's true. When um, when Matthew was <clears throat> born, Matt, Matt ended up... My parents lived about a mile and a half from my wife and me and the kids. And... When Matthew was Matthew's the firstborn, he was with my parents for three and a half years. So they helped raise him, um, and he was very close to them. Um, my middle guy, Nicholas, was with my parents for two and a half years before he started preschool. And Emma, the daughter, was about a year and a half. So, you know, Matthew was three and a half years before he went to preschool. So he had an opportunity really to bond with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's... I'm not surprised that you were so close to your grandfather. Yeah, and I also ended up, like, emulating him a lot just because when you're that young, you just copy whoever you're with, especially from, like, two to five or whatever. Yeah. You know, when you're able to walk around and start talking, just emulate the people around you. It's something that most kids do. Yeah. They just try to be like the other people so they can learn things. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do remember because the longer you were with him, the more you had Papa's sense of humor, and and that's one of the things I love because you know, I mean, I have a ton of memories of my father. Um, when sometimes you say something or do something that reminds me of him, and it makes me smile. So, um, but I know it was tough for you when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had just started working at Stop and Shop. Which was big for you it was your first first job, and of course, Papa would drive you to work. That was awesome. I mean, my dad lived for that stuff to to be able to uh, pick pick you guys up and bring you yeah. to school and and all that. And then when mm-hmm. he you know, when he got sick and and subsequently passed away, him getting sick really affected you. Yeah, because yeah. it was out of nowhere. Yep, unexpected, and then uh, you know, and then you had you. You know, when he was sick in the hospital, you had no desire to be at the workplace because you wanted to be with mm-hmm. him at the hospital. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's when I, I really realized the impact my father had on Matt when Matt just wanted to be with him, uh, which I completely understand. And uh, then when my dad passed away, it impacted Matt a lot. And that's when I really realized um, you used to tell me you guys talked about stuff that I didn't even I mean I think my mm-hmm. father talked to you more than he talked to me about yeah, like more I would, serious stuff I would be watching stuff that I would you know he I would assume he wouldn't approve of or whatever <laughs> like I was watching Sons of Anarchy and I was way too young to be watching it and he walks in on me he's like oh I love that show when that was on the air it's a great one I was like wait you watched this and he's like yeah that's great and nobody knew yeah but and you guys started watching that together, right? No. no? He he, sta- he, he just... had me watch random stuff with him that nobody knew that he was watching. That's cute. Some show called Svengoolie. It's a guy <laughs> dressed up 
like a zombie or something, and he yeah. would watch movies and make fun of them. And Papa loved that, and he started having me watch it with him. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's right. And then when you yeah. guys would start talking about Sven Gulli, I'd be like, what are you yeah, guys he, talking about? He just about? randomly decided to let me know that he watches it and showed me it. He loved that. He loved the Three Stooges. Yep. Uh, what else was it? Oh, Wasn't there another... Um, he liked another Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello. Uh, well, Honeymooners, but he didn't watch yeah, that. He with you. Did he watch that with you? At some point, because you got him a DVD set. That's right, that's right. But it, I thought there was another show... Um, not Columbo. He didn't watch that with you, did he? Did he watch Columbo with you? Got the no. Tata Tata was watching it a few weeks ago, and she told me Papa loved it, he and did. I had no idea. He loved Columbo. Um, there was a, there was another show too that I thought he watched with you. I used to watch um, The Equalizer with him, and now there's like a one that Queen Latifah is the. I equalizer. have no idea who that is. But The Equalizer was a he was a guy from Britain, great actor. I forget his name, but he would. Something would happen. Someone would come for him for help, and he would equalize the whole thing, like okay. help to help. You know, but he. We. I used to watch that with him. I used to watch. Uh, what was the one? Uh, forget the. Yeah, you know what? I got to start uh, looking up some of the stuff I watched with him. Maybe you'd. You'd like to watch with me. You know. I don't know. But you know, it, it is interesting though because when Matt told me just a couple of days ago about him just recently looking up to me and wanting. You know, as a mentor, um, and when he asked to, to do this you podcast, because you started to take yourself seriously. And what do you mean by that? Because I understand. Just because you were just doing stupid stuff to keep yourself busy when it came to work, instead of doing things that would actually grow your business or even help you as a person. Yeah, you probably just would right. Scroll through emails for fifty hours a day because oh, it's it's work. <laughs> I have to do this instead of speaking to my children. Oh gosh! Yeah, there. Were, yeah, I guess I did uh, kind of waste time. Yeah, I, whatever. But I'm, 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 yeah, a lot more focused right now that I made a, a complete shift in what I want to do. But yeah, no, it's uh, there is a huge difference between being present, being physically present, versus being present mentally, present in the moment um, with the kids and. Uh, you know, when a divorce happens, it makes it more difficult, but then you really have to work smarter to be able to do that. So I can appreciate that, and I'm proud that I'm able to uh, mentor you now. Um, as they say, better late than never, right? So any other thoughts about mentorship? Did you have any mentors when you were in middle school? No. Probably didn't. Okay. How about in high school? No. No, none of your teachers you really looked up to? No. No. Okay. So would you say that Papa, your grandfather, was like was your first? Yeah. First person and only person you had looked up to until you came to me? I guess so, yeah. Well, that's, that's understandable. It's not easy to find somebody you click with. Um, earliest I can remember as my, as a role model other than See, it was hard with, with my father. When I grew up, Papa was busy with, working at IBM, and, and he, in the beginning part of his career that I can remember, he was mm -hmm. um, out of the country a ton. He would go to Central America a lot. He was, mm -hmm. he was a financial advisor for IBM. So more often than not, it was uh, Tata with um, my two sisters and me. And uh, when I was young, young, 
my dad coached he coached baseball in town he actually was the uh, baseball president president mm-hmm. of baseball association and um, I'll, I'll tell you when when he's coaching you know when a father's coaching you you kind of take it for granted as as the son um, now that Papa's gone you know whenever I post something about Papa on like Facebook or something I'll get guys guys from middle school who'll say hey Drew I remember when you're when your father coached us, he was he was he was so great, you know. Even though I wasn't that good, he let us play, and mm-hmm. and now I think about it, I do remember that. And didn't he create the softball program? In yeah, town he did. Too? He created the softball program, which yeah. is pretty big now, because he wanted uh, Dawn and Danielle, his daughters, to play. Um, Dad did a lot. That he was very modest, my father, and he wouldn't mm-hmm. talk about it. And and I think that's a lot with his personality, because anytime I came to him. He was kind of felt a little awkward about um, s- difficult conversations. It, it, it was not in his comfort zone. So, you know, that's something I wish I was able to talk to him more, um, you know, emotionally about stuff. Um, so as a kid, I really didn't have anybody really to talk to about the emotional part of stuff. Um, and didn't know enough to find someone who would feel comfortable talking. But as far as I'd say with my with Papa, he there's a great quote that's on the wall in the basement across from where he used to sit at his desk, and it says, "My dad didn't tell me how to live. He lived and allowed me to watch him." And so I did a lot of my. Um, he mentored me a ton by by his actions, mm-hmm. not necessarily by words. And, yeah. and I think that's probably it's yeah, more, he more was important. Good at doing that. Yeah, it's more important uh, mentoring by action than words, because um, a lot of people they may talk the talk, but they don't they don't walk it. So you really have to practice what you preach. And he 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 just did, and I and that's how I got a lot of it. I'm a I'm a believer in doing both. Um, I like telling stories to you kids. It's kind of like mm-hmm. when you were growing up. If you wanted to do something that I thought was a little, you know, risky and probably not the best thing to do, I wouldn't. I had a lot of trouble telling you guys no, <laughs> well, good or bad. I would tell you like when I wanted to do that and I did it. This is what happened. So just to let you guys know that there are potential consequences for stuff mm-hmm. you do. Um, I don't believe in telling you not to do something because. The outcome for me would be could be different for the outcome for you, but it's good for you guys to know what could happen, like consequence. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, I think it's important though. I know. I think that you, when we were going to start this podcast, when I asked you what you were thinking and why, didn't you mention to me that that about having a mentor that yeah because i didn't know how to find one a lot of people don't know how to find one a lot of people don't have one mm-hmm. maybe it's your father your grandfather or a teacher or something and but something could happen mm-hmm. you could lose lose them they right. or maybe they just you know just can't offer to teach you anything else because they've already showed you everything they know and then you need to move on and you just don't know Right. You know, where you would go to find somebody else to mentor you or somebody to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I guess the good lesson is, A, as a 
boy or a man, it's important to have another male role model. Now, if you don't have a father available for that or a grandfather, stepping out of your family to find somebody who you trust. And trust is hard. Um, some people trust right away and some people don't trust until, you know, you got to prove yourself. Um, I, the way I define trust, and that's me now, I didn't really know what my definition of trust was years ago. For me, trust is first, you have to respect somebody. And then what the way they act or what they say needs to resonate with you. It's got to mean something to you in your core. And then they need to inspire you. So, you know, I, I did seek those three things when I was younger. I just didn't know I was doing it. So I remember, um, you know, I played baseball at Bergen Catholic High School. And I remember when I was on the junior varsity team, my head coach was Brother Thomas Jensen. And he had a tough life. He had uh, gone to one of the tougher schools uh, environment-wise. And he was a brother uh, uh, for Bergen Catholic. It's a religious denomination of the Catholic Church. And uh, he came. He was our coach. And I remember he was tough as nails. He was fair. He wanted us to compete and also be good teammates and he would tell us like the eye of the tiger <laughs> like like the rocky movie like he would make sure that we understood the situation in baseball mm -hmm. and he i will know I, we would all run through walls for that guy and he has since passed away but i i did get a chance uh before you know uh, he'd passed a while back i did visit the school and mm -hmm. i told him how important he was to me we were doing christmas cards for a while and and I believe that once you find your mentor, let them know how important they are to you while they're alive. Because <laughs> I've been talking to a lot of guys now, asking that question to them, uh, like during your defining moment in life, who is, who is your mentor? And I had one guy mention to me uh, what a high school teacher did for him and how close they were. And I asked him, have you ever... I didn't, I didn't know the guy, the teacher had already passed away, and I asked, did you ever get a chance to let them know the, the positive impact they had on your life? And he's, he, he, he didn't, and I guess it was a regret for him. So I guess the message here, too, is once you find your mentor, let your mentor know you want them to be the mentor, and then be honest and tell them um, how important they are to to you currently and even down the road um, keep in touch with them I think it's very important um, so that's I mean you don't need, necessarily need to go seek out a mentor if you know what you're looking for your actions will draw people close to you you know who are kind of who are what you're looking for it's more of your mindset so if you know that you want to respect somebody they're they have to like um, say and do stuff that makes you want to be with them and they inspire you, then I get you know, approach them, you know. Um, I don't know, I just think it's important to have surround yourself with people who bring you up and not tear you down. So it's okay to ask for help in that respect. Thoughts? Yeah, no, all right. 
Well, you know, just, so the message to everybody is just just um, surround yourself with good people, people who um, who are willing to open up and, and help you and guide you, and uh, don't go it alone because it's no fun doing it alone. So thanks for listening today, and uh, and um, you know we'll be back next week for another episode. But uh, you've uh, listened to Dad Will Know with Drew Durrani and my son Matt Durrani, and uh, thanks for thanks for uh, giving us your ears. <laughs>